Hey, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 8 of PNL. In this episode, we're going to talk about support and resistance. Now, in the past episodes, everything we have talked about has built up to this episode. Support and resistance is a combination of all these topics. So if you haven't listened to the other episodes, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the other episodes. Now, also, while you're listening to this, I want you to pull up a chart so that way you can visualize what we're talking about. And if you don't have an opportunity to pull up a chart, it's all right, just listen to this again later. At the end of this episode, you will find that support and resistance is fairly simple, and it's a good tool to have and use when you're trying to analyze the stock market or futures or currencies, Forex, or any type of market. What is support and resistance? When we try to think about support and resistance, I want you to think of areas in a market where there are reversals, uptrends, and downtrends. Along that path, in the past episodes, all the things we have talked about has helped us think about and visualize and mentally consider what support and resistance is. It's basically historical prices of the price data. So when we identify uptrends and downtrends in past price action, that's where support and resistance are going to be found. So the topics that we talk talked about to help us get to this point, we talked about price action in general, which is essentially what price action and support go hand in hand. So price action is basically the movement of the price. So if we're thinking about the S&P 500, any tick in that market is considered price action. And this price action creates uptrends and downtrends. This is all price action is. No added indicators or anything else. The price action is the best tool. Next, we talked about news and volume. So news and volume helped us visualize and figure out when there will be times of more liquidity. So the more volume you have, the more liquidity there will be. And this doesn't correlate to where price will go. It correlates to how quickly price will get there. News and volume is very important. A lot of people try to analyze news in such a way so that they can predict whether or not the price is going to go up or down. But again, if you listen to the episode about news and volume, we talked about how it more closely correlates to volume. News generates volume. It gets more people trading, which creates more liquidity. Then we talked about chart types. Basically, we went through the different chart types and we talked about which ones are most helpful. And we came to the conclusion that the best chart type for us is going to be something that shows the open, high, low, and close. So this will be something like a candlestick and that's what I use when I'm charting I'm using only candlestick charts and the areas that are the most important to me are the wicks and the opens the next thing we covered were indicators and we did talk about how most indicators are not going to be very helpful because mostly we're going to try to create bias and look for patterns with these indicators but we did identify one or two indicators that could give us more of an advantage but it's not necessarily just the indicator that we should identify we should also combine it with price action. So we talked about the MACD and we talked about MACD divergence with price action. So for example, if you see price action moving up and the peaks of the MACD decreasing, that's divergence in the price action and the MACD. Later on, we talked about how this shows accumulation or distribution. So if price action is moving up and the MACD peaks are pointing down and we have divergence, that indicates distribution. So the price is chopping and creating an opportunity for a potential sell-off and vice versa. If we're looking for accumulation, we want to look for the price to continue to make new lows while the MACD trends up with its peaks. This will show accumulation. And we also talked about patterns. Oftentimes at highs and lows, 
where you will find this accumulation and distribution is shown by wedges, M's, and W's. These chart patterns represent accumulation and distribution. They help us propel the price action back and forth. So all these topics bring us to support and resistance. So when we think about news and volume, we can think about, okay, how quickly is price gonna get to the next level of support or resistance? So for example, if we think about when crude oil inventories happen, 9.30 central time, we can identify when there will be the most liquidity and we could potentially look at a higher time frame to find the next untested support or resistance. So now let's focus a little more on just support and resistance. So yes, all these things create and make up support and resistance, but the main concept of support and resistance is very simple. So if you think about an uptrend, so multiple up green bars and you see two down bars and then more up green bars, this is an uptrend with a pullback inside of the uptrend. That area where price reversed and moved down for a few red bars, that was resistance in the move up. So if we think about this in terms of real world scenarios, we talked about before about how if you were going to sell TVs or buy TVs, if you were a TV salesman and you bought a bunch of TVs at $1,000, the price went up to $2,000. If price got back below $1,000, you were going to think TVs were cheap again. So the same thing with support and resistance. So we talked about in the uptrend, when you have a pullback, that's resistance. So now when you have a downtrend and you see a pop or reversal at the same level in the down move, resistance has turned into support. So by looking at historical price action to the left and using the up and downtrends to the left, we can identify these levels of support and resistance and find more context. So resistance is going to be from up legs and support is going to be found in down legs. And when you can find the same level in an up move and in down move as resistance and then support, if price action moves below it and leaves it untested, so as in price action doesn't retrace and come back and touch the level, then this will be called a first touch of support lost. So that resistance turned into support, which then price moved below, turned into resistance again. At the same time, we need to think about momentum, accumulation, and distribution. So as price is coming to these levels, it doesn't mean it's going to pull back and retrace all the way back up. Otherwise, the market would always move sideways. There has to be chopping of price action. So this is accumulation and distribution. So most often at these big levels, or higher time frame levels of support and resistance, this is where you will find the large amounts of accumulation and distribution. So what I want you to do is I want you to head to a monthly time frame or a weekly time frame. And I want you to mark a area where you see a pullback, even if it doesn't look like a big pullback. And then I want you to head to a one hour time frame, and you will see most likely accumulation or distribution patterns on that lower time frame because the market is fractal and it moves from larger to smaller and then reverses on the smaller to go to the larger. So make sure you identify the trends in the historical price action. That's very important. And basically support and resistance is basically just this. You find resistance in the up move and support in the down move. And when it's left untested, that's where you're going to find your best opportunity. In today's episode, I challenge you to go to tradingview.com and open up as many charts as you can. And I want you to 
start on the highest time frame and mark levels of support and resistance. Now remember, they need to be levels of resistance in uptrends and levels of support in downtrends. And when those line up, I want you to mark them. So in today's episode, we covered all the topics that we talked about in prior episodes to get us to support and resistance. And now that we're finally at support and resistance, it's fairly simple. Follow the challenge that I recommended and do lots of practice and practice going over multiple charts. Make sure you always go from higher to lower. And this will give you a good base understanding of what support and resistance is. And your goal is to identify untested levels of support and resistance. 